welcome to the Prickly Pens Podcast. We are three friends, three writers, sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or piss us off. This is episode 82. Let's start with introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to Prickly Pens. Gabby? Take it away. So this week we are talking about cosmic horror um, for two reasons. For one, it's Hall- not Hall- it wasn't Halloween yet, but it's uh, October, spooky month. So yeah, <laughs> because of that, I wanted to talk about uh, some horror stuff. And then also because I really like cosmic horror, I, at least the tropes and themes within it. Um, right. It's one of those genres that uh, even if I feel like modern horror doesn't isn't necessarily cosmic horror, but it has a lot of a lot of cosmic horror horror elements. I've noticed mm-hmm. a lot of modern horror um, right. has taken those things, uh, which just makes things more scary. Which is great for the audiences. <laughs> so so um, so yeah. Let's start with uh, what is cosmic horror. So cosmic horror as a also known as Lovecraftian horror. Um, as what? It is Lovecraftian. Oh, <laughs> Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah. That writer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot what podcast we were doing for a second. <laughs> You're like, what? Wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> a new H. term for the youngers. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a literary horror subgenre created by H.P. Lovecraft, who himself described it as a part of weird fiction. Um, that generally explores this insignificance of human existence compared to the vast universe. Um, and weird fiction, in case you don't know, is a type of speculative fiction that started in the late 19th century. Um, and it kind of eschews or radically interprets ghosts, vampires, werewolves, and other traditional horror monsters. Disclaimer, H.P. Lovecraft is a racist. <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> so um the genre like i said started with hp lovecraft or howard phillips lovecraft um born in 1890 died in 1937 uh he uh what's it called he was racist um, go ahead yeah well yeah he was very racist <laughs> <Just> kidding gabby <laughs> yeah. we were too open on that one sorry go ahead Um, yeah, no, he's known to be very racist, uh, and slightly, well, I mean, slightly paranoid, um, probably lack of a better word, but I feel like in, if you were to put some modern medicine to his, his psychology, um, I think he had a lot of stuff going on up there. Um, but because of it, his, his horror was a little different than the others. Um, he was in kind of influenced by Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Lord Dunnessy, Algernon Blackwood, Bram Stoker, Arthur Mackin, and Robert Chambers, which are mainly horror or, I guess, I guess, well, there weren't, the genres back then were a little more muddy, muddied was, up, but mainly like horror. Gothic, gothic yeah, gothic horror. horror. <laughs> uh, because, like, Edgar did poems and horror and mystery, so, yeah, that's why. The genre's a little probably mixed up. But, like I said, he introduced com- cosmicism, 
which is the sense that ordinary life is just a thin shell over reality. Um, there are things that are alien or abstract compared to what humans are, and it's such a epic scale that humans would never understand it. And then if we try, we might go crazy, which is kind of a thing in a lot of his stories. Um, and also, he kind of has this uh, pretty negative feeling about uh, society. I wouldn't say he is. He's not positive, <laughs> um, which is part of the cosmicism. Like he th- humans, he he always portrays humans in quite a negative light. Yeah, he's um, covered in dread. Yeah, he's covered. Yeah, that's his main thing. <laughs> so he's covered his, in his filter is with dread and groups people accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of his known quotes are. The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown, which is a great sum up of his his main themes. Um, so the themes in cosmic horror or Lovecraftian horror are ancient and powerful, uncaring beings that challenge the character's sense of reality um, or challenge humans and their comprehension of reality, uh, cosmic indifference and awe, which I think that's also what he believed in because he was an atheist, but he believed in cosmic indifference, which is kind of like the universe is doing stuff regardless of what you feel about it and indifferent in your feelings or morality. Um, Psychological decay of characters. Uh, A lot of his characters had some type of mental issue or psychological issue or because as they uncovered things throughout the story, they would psychologically be kind of attacked by whatever entity that was that was typical. Um, fear of the unknown, which I've already mentioned. Uh, this constant atmosphere of dread and unease, um, which, like I read two of his st- short stories, and yeah, you get that pretty quick. <laughs> he even, I think at one point, says straight, straight up just says, dread yeah yeah. character felt dread i mean he's really good with atmospheric um horror or giving you the feel even without knowing what the story was about in like the first paragraph it read like um like a movie where if you can think of those stereotypical movies where you you drive into a small town and you just know from the get that it's off. Something is off in this place. Yeah. And that's how he sets up his stories. Um, uh, erosion between nature and science usually happens in his stories, um, which I noticed because he's, um, I mean, his peak writing was probably around World War One, and uh, a little bit of early World War Two. So, um, mm. or at least the political beginnings of World War Two. So, and I notice a lot of writers have that kind of erosion between nature and science, or are critical between science encroaching nature. Um, and I mean, that point you also had the kind of beginning of a mini industrial resolu- revolution. See, I went earlier, but the, by this point, I mean the depression has happened. We just had a major war. But mm-hmm. things are about to spark up again, and there's a bunch of new technology. So they and were affected the, by yeah. what was going on in society yeah. at the time kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you see that with um, 
kind of the nature versus science thing with in Lord of the Rings, Tolkien. Right. I mean, he has kind of things of like industry coming into places that used to be beautiful and natural and all that. So, but I think that's just a feature of that time period. Um, yeah, protagonists that are helpless in the face of the unfathomable and inescapable powers, which kind of re- just shows how weak humans are. Again, he seems to put humans kind of like in a, in a weaker position. Um, he has a preoccup- preoccupation with visceral textures instead of the typical horror where you get blood, bones, and corpses. He's describing like how slimy something is. Or sometimes his descriptions are so confusing that I had to Google what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a hard time with some of his yeah. descriptions where I could not, just like when we we talked about the ritual, um, I just mm. like... It's almost indescribable. Right. It's like your detailed descriptions, but I can't put it together to come up with one image. I don't right. know what you're talking about because like I have can't nothing... pull it from your wheelhouse because there's right. nothing similar there's nothing to, like that. Like it, right? Right. to build upon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a major thing of his, of his stories, and I think a lot of other cosmic horror uh, authors do it, um, is isolated settings. So a small town, village, island, um, mm. maybe a hospital. It's like a setting that is I- isolating. Um, you have a small set of characters doing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not this. It's not a sprawling cast, <laughs> and it's right. not a sprawling place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people are isolated, whether it's because of, like I said, environmental factors or economic factors, like they can't get out of the place. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So yeah, that's that's tends to, tends to be a thing, and then it tends to be people who are, I would say, uh, or I would describe it almost like stuck in time, where, like one of the stories where it's it takes place on in a small village that is almost dated, um, right for its time period because it takes place in like nineteen twenty, but yeah, for its time period um, compared to. And there's generations of people, yeah, there who've been there only, right. only there forever. That's right, that's the only place they've been. So that seems to be quite a feature of his thing, and kind of um, uh, lacking. They lack the technology or even skill, social skills that you see in more urban settings. At least that's what he shows. So I noticed that with with mm-hmm. cosmic horror, and this is and like very different from like. Um, survival stories, right? Because there's an additional element of an unknown, right? Because uh, I'm thinking of like, you know, because I love survival stories like mm-hmm. the Poseidon Adventure and, mm-hmm. you know, like a movie about like a volcano erupting. and But that's more... Yeah, he's not really pushing the somebody will prevail yeah. over right. the the horror <laughs> or, or whatever. Does that happening. describe my puffy eyes from seeing some of the <laughs> films that were on our list? I yeah, I get yeah. it now. <laughs> Very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he. Um, like I said, I think that his biggest thing is, like I said, fear and fear of the unknown. Mm, And that seems to be an unknown entity. It seems to be like a a cosmic unknown where it's beyond our comprehension. And even if we tried to figure it out, we wouldn't be able to. Which I notice his feature of cosmic horror just overall is kind of like you would never fully understand everything. They seem to Mm. 
Leave stuff out, right? A, yeah, leave stuff far out purposefully, but also just like you're not meant to. Right. <laughs> Which makes it just more scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has a weird um um uh way of observing or appreciating for instance, indigenous culture as part, because he uses that as part of the story yeah, setting. Yeah, he uses it a lot. Where those people um, may have encountered the, um, the, the scary thing, but they don't understand it. Um, and mainly from, a, from a, um, a racist point of view is why they're not understanding it. Yeah. But... Um, but he is, but he's not elevating them. No, 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 no. by putting that <laughs> no. in the story. <laughs> but he is recognizing that um, uh, that or using his themes to show, I guess, the um, how old, yeah, his his stuff is his stuff. Yeah. What he's coming up with is because this the themes and the monsters and so on. Um, run through all his stories. Yeah, it's the same. He has like an area, kind of his own um, fake New England mm. that all the stories take place. Yeah. People have dubbed it Lovecraft Country um, because it's come. it goes down from like to Connecticut up to Maine and that's okay. kind of his section where all the stories yeah. take place. So all the okay. stories take place in, in New that, England. that area. Yeah, with fake wow. towns and all this yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And fake cities and fake industries. and uh, But it's the same... In the same yeah. monster, yeah, in the same that, area, in the yeah. same area, same just, mythos, right? Um, mm. He has a, like a fake mythos that uh, has all his gods and all the monsters and all the creatures, and all in the same area, and they all affect all the stories happen in the same area. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, which is interesting because it's like he's one of the first to do that. I mean, before then, that wasn't a typical thing to yeah, do. Yeah, we were trying to figure out um, who had a, such a a big world building um like technique mo- in order to technique do, right yeah. and yeah. we can't come up with anybody yeah. before tolkien yeah tolkien's one of the, yeah one of the earliest ones. um and you know i have not read all the books on the planet so i don't yeah, know but, right. but in terms of what we like that we wasn't talk typical. about it we don't <laughs> right. talk about yeah. anybody before yeah. tolkien is considered the start of fantasy for variety reasons, and um, not saying that again, it's 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 a um, a a Eurocentric look at who started fantasy, and he's given that title. But with Lovecraft, this idea of this cosmic world interacting with human the humans and and I guess our planet and so on. I've never seen that across so many books. And and then depending on the story, because he does a lot of short stories, he's got some longer novels, Mm -hmm. but even with the short story, you'll get, um, you'll get an interaction with one of these monsters or so on. And then based on the description, you might get, even more of a description uh-huh. than you got in another story. Just wish he wasn't racist, then I could dive into his books. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's pretty bad. Yeah, he's racist. So yeah. that's why I jumped ahead and said because <laughs> I know it is a very um, uh, there was a massive shakeup about 
him because of an award in the science fiction and fantasy oh, um, named after writing him. thing was was it was it was a Lovecraft um, award. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Nettie Akorafor, she got the award, didn't know anything about Lovecraft. She'd never read him, didn't, mm. you know, right, didn't realize, care. Right. And then somebody saw her award on her shelf and was like, why would you <laughs> have oh. that on your shelf? And then when she dug into who he was and, and in his writings, how he felt about black people specifically, right. then it just escalated went up. into the news and so on so right. a lot of people felt that they do not need to read Lovecraft to um, understand or appreciate, appreciate. cosmic horror and it's right. like you know so I and as you know we're we're all uh, as podcasters people of color and so right, exactly. it's like I'm having a very unemotional just emotional detachment that I can talk about it, right. talk about him, right. yeah. and not feel some kind yeah. of way. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I have a emotional detachment, and I don't know if it's because I've, um, I've studied a lot of history, so I ended up studying right. um, in, in college and universities. So I ended up studying a lot of, like, historical figures who people I probably, I wouldn't say admired, but it was like I had a slightly more positive mm. <laughs> thing until I studied them and then or wrote papers about them. And then it was like, hmm, not, not quite as, or, you know, not yeah, quite as a, not, yeah, you, you're not positive. that pedestal. Yeah, the pedestal that high. So, <laughs> yeah. So. so it was one of those, like, I've, by the end of my master's, it's like, I was quite good at detaching myself from, historical people right and, and just, just delving like, into the facts yeah just yeah. delving into the facts and then it's it's kind of like i i still enjoy history a lot so right. at least for when it comes to like literary history it's like i still want to know the beginnings of stuff so despite right. the fact that the person might was racist af i'm like i still want to know <laughs> yeah what they wrote i want to know how they figured that right. out right. because it's still fascinating how it writing is still fascinating right um because it's like no one had done that before right so right. it's like no one's written like this and there's no one else before you <laughs> right, it's weird exactly. and, right. and it's like how did you do it um so yeah, so I can do emotional detachment mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you do not want to t- hear me talk about Julius Caesar. I mean, rant. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Well, we must talk about Julius Caesar at one point. We'll yeah. do Julius Caesar another <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to hear what you want. What you have to say uh, yeah, about me Julius? Too. I'm like, what, dear what? Julius? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the thing is too, like it's like one of those where like they're so far back. I, I'm like, doesn't right. matter. That's the that's the thing too. I guess right. my brain's like, yeah. you don't matter to me, right? <laughs> what you do has not affected me from modern day. So I'm like, eh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I think that's you, also you the have issue. a different reaction to unfortunately hearing about the massive wipeout or something of something that happened in in you know. 110 AD right. than something that happened in 1950. Yeah. Right. You know. So true. So um, yeah. I'm not going to pretend that I'm weeping over something that happened in, in the Middle Ages. In Middle Ages. Yeah. Um, um, as, yeah as the closer things get, uh, I guess, more um, real. Yeah. Naturally. Um, but I, I think also because of like, I don't focus on authors too much, so authors are even lower for me on the 
yeah. on the pedestal on the, of like, yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's a story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because people didn't, apparently, um, his, I mean, his, he was sort of popular during the time, but not that popular because his stuff was kind of a little out there. He wrote mm. Pulp Fiction or was in Pulp Fiction magazines, a lot of short stories. So he didn't really kind of have a research until the 70s. Who? HP. Ah. Yeah. Which at mm. that point he'd been dead for 40 years. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fitting. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He died. He died early. He died early. He died of um, uh, stomach not some, some type you, of cancer. Oh, he had cancer? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because he, he, he was, was afraid, afraid of doctors. Yeah. So. <laughs> but he had, he had mental issues. Yeah, he had oh, mental issues. Like, okay. diagnosed right, yeah. mental I did, issues. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of why his writing might have been the way it was. Right. Yeah, because there is one, one story um, where it's the person's descent into a mental illness okay and it's so vivid yeah and creepy and and so on um i i and we listen to the audio on both books and the audio is just as you know even more creepy yeah to listen to this with the voice yeah the voice of the person who knows like what that does to your brain you know what i mean so i can only imagine well i i did like a little bit looking of of him because I didn't know I didn't really know too much about him besides his creepy stories, um, and one of the biographies said that when he was younger, his father died early when he was quite young, oh. and his mother's grieving affected him. And he was only like three or four, but he was terrified of how his mother's and aunts grieved. And then they all wore black, and he said he used to get nightmares of his the oh. death, and then. His figure. So I'm like, that's like at three or four. So I'm like, I can't imagine, like, if you oh, already had a kid to vulnerable a to, yeah. to that. And then I'm like, you probably were a little, you know, right. affected heavily by, um, yeah. by that. Yeah. To, you know. You carry that with you. Yeah. It's not, and he, like I said, he was born in 1890. So health care was not, no. mental health care was not, <laughs> if there no. was any. <laughs> um, no, I guess you just get institutionalized and yeah, hidden. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But um, but because of cosmic horror, you know, like I said, it had the resurgence of the seventies. Um, many of the probably more modern uh, mis- no, mystery horror authors and directors or writers kind of took elements of cosmic horror. Um, modern horror, of course, is, I wouldn't say is cosmic at all. I feel like it's more almost cerebral because a lot of it tends to be a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they do take the elements of cosmic horror and put them in their modern stories. And there are some stories, of course, that still do just good old classic cosmic horror. Um but one thing I feel like goes to modern horror a lot is the atmosphere. We have seemed to modern day uh, kind of we gotten the dreadful atmosphere. <laughs> and you see that films like Hereditary, oh. where it is just, it is depressing. It is dreadful. And you're like, something is wrong. You can't put, you can't put your finger on it till the end. But it's it's one of those where like the entire time things just everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of you have that, uh, which is also in a lot of movies now. I mean, um, 
that's kind of like uh, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Like once they go, yeah. it's kind of like it gets just worse. And as things happen, it's like you get more tense and it's like you, there's no, but there's no real information about the Blair Witch. <laughs> right. When you think about it, I mean, you don't get that much information. You just don't look at her. Right. And the stick things that were out in the forest are her. <laughs> so oh, that's and then just much. being in the corner. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I feel like dread, the atmospheric parts of cosmic horror have kind of been transported into modern horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have writers like Stephen King, who oh, yeah, Stephen King revels in oh, cosmic horror. Yeah, yeah. And he loves, yeah. he said he loves Lovecraft. Yeah. So, um, which makes sense. You can tell from his the books. Yeah, can, I mean, um, even his most of his stories are set up in the main yes, New England same area. kind of thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's you know, um, uh, so many of his stories, you know, um, The Shining. Oh, oh yeah. It's you're you're separated from the world because of that location yeah. um, and then the it's not in new england but the uh, weather yeah uh, you're, you're the weather yeah, they're, they're separate yeah. it's separate and then he's psychologically breaking down right there's an entity that's kind of unknown right presence throughout the, the just, origin of of what's happening isn't quite um, clear right yeah it, yeah isn't clear and how far back it can yeah. go and, and you don't get so the full on. facts either yeah, I don't. When I think about it, I don't think there's a full explanation. Well, of, in the book, he's more okay. psychologically. <laughs> he goes through a psychological degradation that isn't. Um, it happens in the in the movie, of course. But um, like I said, he was never a nice guy. Yeah, right. And it's you know, and it just gets worse and worse yeah yeah Um, and then you think about like whose perspective are we seeing this unfold right right? that's also what messes with your head too yeah like yeah yeah whose eyes (laughs) because i think with lovecraft sometimes he has a uh somebody who's distant from the what's going on observing yeah describing what's happening what's happening and is giving you hints that we're about to it's like, let me tell you the story about yeah. this place and these people. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we we read um, <laughs> the Dunwich. Yeah, the Dunwich horrors, Hort. and uh, yeah, that one it's written in a way as if like it's an account at the end after everything's done and it's been years. Someone opens up a book and is like, oh, let me read the account of oh the Dunwich horror. Yeah, so it's written. It's yeah. written like Don't that. Like open it's... the book. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's it's yeah. written kind of like an account, like someone was telling you a report of mm-hmm. what happened at this place. So it feels distant, the narrator. Yeah. Um, the Thing at the Doorstep, which is another short story, uh, that one's not written. That one's also still written like account, but the main character was actually involved in the story. Yeah. So oh, okay. it's interesting, though, but he does write it way like, this thing already happened. The event has happened, but oh, wow. let me tell you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which is just as creepy. It's cre- yeah, I was no, about to say that's super creepy. <laughs> Got the heebie-jeebs. Um, and uh, yeah, you have Stephen, Ki- Stephen King's It, mm-hmm. um, It Chapter 1 and 2, uh, the movies and books. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's an entity that is cosmic and it takes a shape of a clown Clown. but it can take the shape of anything Mm -hmm. um and it's part of a cosmic 
set of gods, which I know Stephen King has uh, his own, I think, lighter mythos. It's not as complicated or mm-hmm. <laughs> exact as like Tolkien's or Lovecraft's, but um, it is part of it. So, um, so it's kind of like if he dies, he just goes back to that mm-hmm. right. sort of thing, um, which is why he keeps coming back. Um, but. But I feel like more modern horror has them kind of. I feel like monsters or or spirits are used in place of uh, almost an emotion. So like it for Stephen King is kind of like the loss of innocence of the children. Mm. Mm-hmm. All um, right. And you see that with. Uh, I forgot, I forgot the name of the story. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you can kind of see that a little bit with 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 maybe The Shining. If if the what the dad had drinking problems, maybe yeah. like yeah. Well, and, the kid he had a, the, the oh, kid yeah, the was kid. the one who was dealing with his father's um, abuse abuse, mm-hmm. and that was his loss of innocence. Yeah. And I don't know if I wouldn't say Lovecraft himself did metaphors. He seemed to be pretty much like the person just going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not a metaphor. There's no anything. trying They're to figure just, anything out. He just yeah, laid it yeah. out flat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus more modern. I mean, our styles are different, much different now. Um, I remember we, we watched, like, Bird Box is, a, I would say, is cosmic. Um, it is. Because you never see the monster. Nope. Um, it's unknown. You don't know too much about it. You have people speculating. You understand that if you look at it, it's not good. That's yeah. all you get. Yeah. But besides that, uh, it is just an overbearing presence all the time. Yeah. Because it just arrived. Yeah. Right. And I felt so stupid. I was like, why are they calling this movie The Bird Box? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, the birds are in the box. <laughs> you know, there's another one. Yeah, um, they did oh. Bird Box Barcelona. Bar- yeah, yeah I, it's in um, Spain. Is that in Spain? I have yeah. to watch it. I mean, this yeah. might be I watch eyes that one. regardless. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched that one. Oh. I watched yeah. the first. I watched the Sandra first Bullock's one. Yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that was so good, and just like yeah. Well, I, think, I cry at the smallest things. People, yeah. people mock me mm-hmm. and my family, but I mean, it was very <laughs> moving and emotional and just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No, she mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. I, I watched it a few, probably over COVID, I think I watched it, but when it came, when it came out, um, but I feel like, I, I feel like what I love about cosmic horror style is the fact that the monster is unknown. I feel like it makes it way more creepy the less information you have than if you have this, uh, yeah. you know, abundance of information Absolutely. to go off of. I think it's way more terrifying when you can't, when it's it's a presence that you can't do anything about. Well, it's just like the ritual. They they withheld yeah. the monster for a long time. Like you, you, you knew something was out there. You knew it was yeah. big. But visually they didn't see anything until yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, and they were very much secluded. Yeah, yeah. again, very secluded. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, a voluntary seclusion. 
Yeah. <laughs> Going into some darn that woods. Darn torn meniscus. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say also um, a modern cosmic horror or cosmic horror esque uh, 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 show would be Stranger Things. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. to me, I get Stranger Things as if you yeah. had, if like Spielberg and Stephen King had a baby. <laughs> and you get Stranger Things, you know what I mean? Like their stories combined, that's what you that's what I feel when I watch yeah. Stranger Things. Um which I feel like I would give Stephen King as almost the new king of cosmic horror. Right. Mm-hmm. So Oh definitely. Um if you didn't want to call it Lovecraftian, you can say, Oh, well, I don't know, how do you make King <laughs> King Craftian. King, Hor- <laughs> King, King Craftian. King Craftian. <laughs> um but yeah, I feel like Stranger Things takes a lot of elements mm-hmm. of cosmic horror. It's um, so funny you say that because yeah, the town of Derry, right? They yeah, reference yeah, yeah. it as you know being you know cursed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that area. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah a small town that I think was set in Ohio or Indiana. It's one of the some Midwest great, place. Yeah, Midwest Midwest Great Lake state, and. Um, where it's like kind of everyone knows everyone. It's just big enough that, you know, not all over everyone's business, but, you know, small enough that it's not a city. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you have the perversion of science <laughs> with oh, yes. the, the, the scientists experimenting on the other dimension. You have the, um, I guess in the beginning it's just a normal town, but as things unfold, it becomes more, I guess, dreadful. Mm-hmm. Especially the last, I would say maybe two seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say too much because in case anyone hasn't watched it, it's a really good show. It's really great, it's so good. Um, there is the the monsters within uh, the different dimensions that both do psychological um, harm to the characters and physical, um, and it's very much unknown creature uh i think you learn a little bit about it but for the most part you don't know the extent of its power uh, or powers um because there's like several creatures <laughs> so yeah i think uh i feel like it definitely takes a lot of elements from cosmic horror but like like i said very stephen king and spielberg esque <laughs> styles true one yeah. more season right and then they wrap it up yeah or? yeah one more yeah. season so, um, but it's a very good show. Go watch if you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I've been telling mom to watch it. <gasps> you she's watching seen... it slowly. Come slowly. She's, I think she's I'm in the first season. season two. Yeah, she's Oh my gosh, two. lady. Mm, let's dive in. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I watched it like, uh, I watched it back to back. Like I had binged. Yeah, so I was kind of better late. binged. But mm-hmm. I I binged the first three seasons because the fourth season was coming out at the time. Okay. So I because I I th- ended up watching the first season. I was like, man, I love this. So I just like I binged it. I think I watched the first season in a night. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of days I watched or week or so I watched season two and three. Um, which is a great, but also like my brain has mashed into one long season. So sometimes things will happen like, oh, wait, that's happened season three, not season two, yeah. because the brain has one, yeah. <laughs> watched it all in one go. <laughs> so it's true. like, I got to rewatch. <laughs> that's so true. 
Um, but another, I would say, movie that is uh, cosmic horror is Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Yeah. It's um, on Hulu right now. Hulu? Hulu? Yeah. 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 It's on Hulu right now. It's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was really good. It was. The, yeah. I will not say what the creature is at the end, but it's no. very much Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, it's very Lovecraft. It's Lovecraft. Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if the if the writer said it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> because it it was yeah, very much on point with cosmic horror. Um and it's underwater. So yeah, it, and they're and trapped. They're <laughs> yeah. trapped. It's underwater, and kind it's, like, a, it's it, a small set, small cast, kind of like Alien. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine Alien. Yeah. Um, where yeah, he said small, small uh, cast. You're they're being hunted mm-hmm. by a creature that is extremely durable, like the Alien, like the Xenomorph in the Alien movies, where it's like you can't really do much about it. <laughs> so yeah. you just kind of have to run or hide. Yeah, and time's running out. Yeah. Um, I love the atmosphere of that movie. Also, I watched it um, with my headphones on, so the sound design is fantastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I watch, yeah, I watched it with my headphones on. Um, I actually watched it several years ago, but when they're, there's a scene of them like walking across um, the ocean floor, and they're in the Marianas Trench, by the way, listeners, and that is the deepest part of the ocean, so it is very dark and very heavy, the water. <laughs> so it crushes anything at the bottom. Um, at least that was the thought. I think only three or four people have been there in the Mary's Honest Trench. Mm-hmm. I think it's like two explorers and, and James Cameron. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he went down there. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. He did go down. <laughs> but I don't think he went to the deepest part. He went mm-hmm. to, I think officially he's he's like one foot above the deepest mm. so he never he, he was upset that he didn't get the record and he's like i want to go again so that he can Aww. get further but um but yeah it's uh it's 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 a lot of pressure <laughs> so you hear the cracks of stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like Ugh. Mm. and i don't like the ocean so i can't even imagine doing <laughs> like i don't like it when i can't see the bottom i can't imagine if it's just being black yeah. So. Yeah, that would be disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Just absolutely no light. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that one was a a, a good a good movie to mm-hmm. yeah. check out. Um like I said that one's very much more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Um and then you have I would say uh Jordan Peele's Nope. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. It's cosmic mm-hmm. horror. I loved that movie. <laughs> it was because yeah, so there's good. no it's so right because you don't know why, why or what it is and or what and, and what right. <laughs> and you're watching the movie and you're like, what? Yeah. WTF? Yeah. What is going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and it's funny. Go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like I was so confused and I was like, what should I be paying attention to mm-hmm. most? And mm-hmm. it was like. Mm-hmm. There was just no way to tell, so you had to yeah. like pay attention to everything that was happening. Yeah, I mean, I had to watch it a couple times. Yeah, to I had to rewatch it to yeah. take it all in. But and and it was interesting with the with the audience um, when it came out, and and people are so unsettled mm. about when they don't know 
everything. I think, but that's what to me makes it more interesting to me and more creepy. Yes. Like that's yeah. what things to me are more creepy when you don't know. But it feels like audiences. I think it's, it's like it bothers right. them also, but they just don't want to feel that feeling. Of they don't want that, and I feel that that is maybe the. The, the from a from an audience perspective, not from the writer's perspective, yeah. but from the audience perspective, that might be the Achilles heel of yeah. mm. cosmic horror is that it's not easy to connect to um, for the audience to connect to what it is you are showing them or why you're right. showing them or right. and so on. So they're so unsettled. Um, and and as the movie goes on, you're waiting for something to tell you exactly what this is and why. Um, you know, like you might have a monster in a in a sewer pipe or whatever, but then you find out that a company was pouring toxic chemicals in and it created this monster. So right. you're like, okay. As you find out, you're like, right. all right. But when it's this monster is coming at you and no one created it. Nothing right. on this earth, on this level, dimension, right. whatever, mm-hmm. created it. And then it's like, we don't know what it wants. Right. Um, as it either gobbles you up or affects your mind. Right. And that was um, the show From that we talked oh, about. Yeah, that, one is, that was like, what sure. is that? You what know it, what is yeah, going on, <laughs> and then you constantly right. that one you constantly feel dread every time the sun goes down. It's just oh. dread. <laughs> and, I don't know um, how they can sleep. Everyone's sleeping so well. Epic. Yeah, I'd be yes. on edge all the time because it's like uh, th- that one. What is it? It's something. It's like you. Because I'm trying to remember, you everybody had their windows locked and covered, boarded up. And because covered. yeah, if you look at them, they turn into someone that you're familiar with right or like, right and then right. they try to get you to come and outside. they coax you out of the house yeah. right and they'll call they try your to name. get you to open right. the windows yeah and, right. yeah that's why you but don't, we don't know them. why right. yeah we don't know why we don't know and why. you can't get out of the town yeah you literally no. will Lit- drive out and end up right back into the town yeah <laughs> and then all of these people who are stuck there were driving on roads in different states right and ended up there and ended up in this one location yeah. 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 So Terrifying. you could be in Colorado and you'll yeah, end yeah, up there. Right. And it's randomly, out. you randomly pick, but yeah. that's what we think you randomly that's, pick. That's yeah. what we think. But at this we don't point. know. We don't and then know. it's giving them like almost like food because they find like pigs and chicken, like wild pigs and chickens, and they yeah. are able to like uh, domesticate them and stuff and, and use that to eat and all that. But it's kind of like, it's almost like they're, it's keeping its prey. Alive, right? <laughs> at the same time, yeah. <laughs> so they're killing you, but they don't want you to die all at one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to give you a chance to live. I don't. <laughs> and and then no... it's scary too because there are rules that they set up, but it's like, how do you know that this is going to? Yeah, work? <laughs> there's a yeah. lot yeah. of faith-based stuff going on too. Like, yeah, ah. Uh, who to trust yeah. and oh I love that show. yeah oh my gosh so it's so with and, and that's the thing with with nope is like people were unsettled and um and like I said it took me a couple viewings of it to um 
realize how um, it is a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that's the Achilles heel of yes. straight cosmic horror. Yeah. Um, it is not you will not easily. Understand it. It's not. It doesn't do all the check boxes that you right. need yeah. um, to feel to, okay at the end. To, to, right. <laughs> right. Yes. To deal with this. Yeah. So, um, um, I mean, I feel like other shows have even taken it, even science fiction, I feel like this is probably the next genre that has heavily, heavily taken from cosmic horror. Yeah. And that would be the unknown mm-hmm. part of it. Um, I mean, it's something like Alien, but even, um, even I would say the way Jaws is done. Mm. Um, yes. You know it's a shark, but you unknown about the size, unknown how right. it acts fully until mm. later in the film. Mm. Right. But it's like that unknown is used most mm-hmm. of the time. Of course, it was used because the shark didn't work, but it made the movie a whole lot better. <laughs> it made it <laughs> yeah. great. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think it, it helps a movie a lot. Um, even, uh, even shows like Doctor Who which is, you know, a more yeah. campier science fiction show, um, uses cosmic yeah. horror elements whole, yeah, a lot. Yeah, thing has cosmic <laughs> yeah. horror. You have yeah. a Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last of the Time Lords. Yeah. And then just the various monsters. And, and those I mean, angel things you told me about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just can't get it out of my head. I haven't even watched it, and it's very disturbing. Yeah, you should watch the episode. There's, there's yeah. about... Three episodes of the Weeping Angels. Yeah, because I realized that yeah. whenever I talked about the Weeping Angels, it was a certain episode, but I oh. thought that was the only episode. Oh. So I, I've been no, rewatching. That was, yeah, yeah, that was a, I've been rewatching, a, and then I was like, wait a minute, I've never seen the this, first time. The first yeah, yeah. Weeping oh. Angel. Yeah. That was so horrifically creepy. creepy. That was oh. a creepy episode. <laughs> it's so. The, I, I, I am. I, I guess I'm like I'm not into. I'm not into things that look human but aren't human, or look okay but aren't okay. I think that's right. probably the creepiest thing for me. Uh, more than anything else, that is the easily the creepiest thing. So yeah. for for the weeping angels, I'm like looks like a statue right. <laughs> that you would think is okay. Yeah. And I remember we had just watched like way back in the day when I first um, I started watching Doctor Who regularly. And it was when it was during Matt Smith's Doctor, so that was one of the Weeping Angel episodes, <laughs> and we had just watched it. And then I forgot where we went, but Mom and I went to a um, it was like a Roman, like Roman history no. museum special thing <laughs> with Pompeii <laughs> people. Oh, oh yeah, and I remember. <laughs> yeah, first, that was in New York. Yeah, the first R W A conference. The first set of things were like Roman statues, and we had just watched that episode. Oh no! And you're like, <laughs> and we get her, me we're out just, of here. We're like, yeah. yeah, we're like giggling. We're like, I feel like at any point, if someone looks yeah. away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then you have the Pompeii people who are in various positions. <laughs> it's like yeah. mm, this is not because the whole thing was that if you look at them, they don't move. They they move when you look away. Yeah, you only move when they you look. So away. you'll turn back, and they're no longer the statue's no longer where it was, yeah. but it's coming after you. <laughs> so it's like you'll have flashes of this statue with their eyes covered, hands oh, no. over yeah, because their if eyes. they look at e- oh. if they look at each other, they get frozen. Right, so, so they can't look at each other. Th- so they have yeah. their eye- hands over their eyes, 
and then it's kind and of like the like, hands are open, and then the hands are open. And- <laughs> no, 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 no! I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Doctor Who has a lot of that. They have that one. There's one called Silence in the Library, which is about these library. Um, they're in a giant like cos, not cosmic. Uh, it's like a planet that's a library, which is oh. kind of cool. But yeah, it's it's they're on some planet that the entire thing. Is a library. So, um, but in the shadows, you can't go to the shadows because there's a creature that lives in the shadows in the dark. And you know you're the next victim if you have two shadows. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So, yeah. it's again an unknown presence <laughs> constantly there. That's super creepy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess luckily for Doctor Who, he does kind of explain most things by the end. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. it still doesn't eliminate the creepiness <laughs> no, before he not. figures it out. Yeah. 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 So Lovecraft has has managed yeah. to be relevant in the, in yeah. the sense of uh, has, he has influenced yeah. a lot. Yeah. And then I would, you did the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's several games that are based off a of Lovecraft story, and then several games that um, uh, just have his elements. But one game I want to talk about is something called Control, which I've talked about before. But it's so good. Oh my gosh! If you play video games, play Control. It's so good. <laughs> but it has the cosmic kind of, I would say, the atmosphere, and then kind of an entity that's bigger than you. There are entities because you see several, but there's several entities that are happening, almost having their own battle, and you just happen to be in the way, <laughs> and and it's kind of like, um, I mean your main character is involved in it too, but there, yeah, it's almost a battle between two entities, and you just happen to be in the building at the right at the wrong time, I guess, not the right time, the wrong time when everything is going down. <laughs> so, um, and they're trying to kill you. Uh, one of them is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. One the other one lives in your head. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, <Okay>. um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to explain this game. We do not have enough time. It is a complicated game in terms of like the actual story. But definitely play it. Like I said, it's very it has the it has the dreadful atmosphere. Cause the people in the building, they kind of like are um like Almost like the people in Men in Black. Like, they're a mm. secret organization that takes care of supernatural stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. So, th- when you go into the building, the building gets put in lockdown right after you walk in. Um, and uh, it's because an entity has taken over everyone, so everyone's, like, possessed. Oh, not everyone, but a bunch of people, like, 90%. The other 10% are hiding or trying to get help. Some of them are just working, not realizing something's wrong. <laughs> um, so um so yeah so throughout the game you go into it looks like an office building because it's a it's a giant office building that looks like that's from the 50s because the building itself is is a thing is an entity okay yeah yeah the building itself is an entity and it looks like a 1950s building if you bring any i think technology in that's made after the 1950s it doesn't work Oh. And the building gets upset, so they got to keep things 
analog in 1950s-esque for some reason. They don't know why, but everyone just, you know, the whole building, it's very pretty, but <laughs> I mean, I think it's very pretty, but, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, and um, so as you're playing the game, sometimes you walk to your room and you can hear people chanting in the background. And they're floating in the area half the time. And after a while, at the beginning, you're terrified. This is a creepy game. But then about halfway through, you're like, yeah, they're still chanting. They'll be fine. But <laughs> <laughs> you get used to it. But I wouldn't say that you're explained everything. Yeah. I think it has that cosmic thing of like, you get 60% of the information. But there's another 40% that you don't know and you may never know. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, like I said, it seems to be a thing with cosmic horror. And then I said the dreadful atmosphere. It's like, things aren't good. You don't feel good. <laughs> um, so are you trying to get out? No, you're trying to find the... the you're trying to find your brother. Oh, God. And um, Why did he go in? Why did he go in? <laughs> <laughs> he was kidnapped. They, they kidnapped him. Oh, okay. And they not brought him fault. in. Sorry for the And judgment. then at the beginning of the game, this is not a spoiler... Uh, the CEO shoots himself, and you become the CEO because the the building, or not the building, there's an entity that controls the company, quote unquote, and they control this this special gun that can kill other bad entities or whoever they deem as a bad entity. And so, when they don't need a uh, CEO anymore or need a new one, they shoot the old CEO, and then whoever comes in next. It's not whoever comes in next. It's whoever they choose. But your main character was the choice. So she's suddenly in charge of, <laughs> like, it's almost like being in charge of men in black all of a sudden. Like, if right. you walk into the room and they're like, okay. you, know, you know the you new <laughs> director. Good luck Go to forth. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a gun. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, I, again, what I just explained, you're probably like, or what? <laughs> Go play the game. It's really good. <laughs> also, the janitor is probably like a god. I'm I'm assuming that. The janitor is like some entity in himself. I think he's a god. The way he's talking. I'm like, I don't think you're... I don't a think janitor. you're <laughs> Because the janitor, when you walk in, after you get your thing, he's kind of like, you work for me now. And it's like, hmm, I don't think... I don't think he's a janitor. <laughs> he's telling you, you now, you now work for him? Well, yeah, no. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound, sound like, like a janitor. janitor. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always like, oh, clean up this. I need someone to clean up this. I need, you know, like a janitor. But it's just one of those where it's like, or he's like, oh, take out the trash. And it's like, that seems, it seems like a mundane task, but it's not a mundane task. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's a fantastic game. But it, like I said, it is very much <laughs> um, cosmic horror with a hint of technology because it's still science fiction. But um, but I think, like I said, I think sci-fi has probably taken the most from cosmic horror as a genre, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't you have to yeah. call? Yeah. There's another game, Call of Cthulhu, which is literally Lovecraft. That is straight he up. He has a book called with call, that Call of Cthulhu. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the monster or god or Yeah, the, one of the gods that, every, that most people know Lovecraft from is the Cthulhu, mm-hmm. um, which is an octopus dragon god hmm. and he, <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're like mm. <laughs> <laughs> see again not in my wheelhouse where i can right. put that together yeah <laughs> in most of the stories it's like the gods in his world are asleep and then humans wake them up for various reasons 
but when you wake them up, they cause like apocalyptic events. So you don't really want to wake them up, but people keep, yeah, keep doing it. Doing it. So like digging for oil in the Marianas Trench, like in oh. underwater for yeah. underwater, woke it up. You woke it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> so this one is there it's, are severe consequences in this yeah, cosmic yeah, stuff yeah, oh my god yeah. this one is very classic lovecraft like you you play as a detective who is is um a private detective who's trying to look at the death of a family that happened on this island port island and um when you go like i said it's isolated and everyone is kind of weird and off because they've been isolated for so long and there's only one way one way one way in one way out um the, the special boat that they take um or one captain has um it's uh dreadful atmosphere it's like constantly nighttime the nights are sh- are long on mm-hmm. the island it's always raining or wet. <laughs> There's a lot of dead animals on the shore for some reason, like whales and stuff that have been beached. Um, and there's definitely a sense that people are hiding something. Uh, there, You get visions that a ritual is happening, but you don't know who's doing the ritual or why. You don't understand it. So it's very much... Um, and then your main character is... is uh, a veteran of World War One, so he has PTSD. Mm, so right. he's already psychologically fragile. So when stuff happens, it affects him more than other people. So it's very classic. Like right. <laughs> that one is just all the tick box is of Lovecraft. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, but yeah, I like I said, I want to talk about cosmic horror for for uh, well, it's not Halloween quite yet, but it's October. Getting there. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. So but before you, but before it ends, go watch some cosmic horror movies or yeah. Play games. And there's some um, current books that um, John Gwynn's Shadow of the Gods is considered using cosmic horror elements, and that's a fantasy. It's a part of the first book in the series. I'm now listening to on audio, um, and I can tell uh, that there are horror elements. As far as cosmic, I'm not sure yet. Mm. Um, but that was one of the books listed, current books listed that is using cosmic horror. I would recommend quickly also one video game. If you haven't played it yet, it's called Death Stranding. Uh, it is definitely cosmic horror, um, or cosmic horror elements. It's not only cosmic horror, but mm. it's heavy, heavy use of cosmic horror elements. And it said dead? Death. Death. Death, death Stranding. Stranding. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, fantastic game. Ominous. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to move on to Julia's Corner. Hello, sit back and relax and welcome to Julia's Corner. <laughs> um, so this podcast is going to come out in a few weeks. So mm-hmm. we're a little bit behind on this topic that I'm about to bring up. But basically, you know, we had that all over alert come out oh and yeah it was mm-hmm. um you know the federal government just sent out a nationwide test of its emergency alert system and so everyone you know is a little bit early hello i'm not not that i'm complaining but it, i wasn't expecting it a little bit early i was waiting until like 12 20 eastern time <laughs> but whatever 
But uh, that made me start thinking like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, it was real and not just like a practice test. So I started like delving into like, what would you need to take if there was like ever an emergency and you only had a few minutes? So I found this article um, and it literally is like, if you had five minutes to evacuate, what would you take? And it was written by Barber Insurance Agency on August 13, 2020. And I'm sure there's going to be even more articles now mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. this topic. Yeah. I'm thinking it hasn't really been big because we were all stuck at home. We literally mm-hmm. had everything we needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. nothing to take. Um, but what was interesting to me is like there's a visual that was in the article And it has it listed by, okay, here are things that you can take within three to five minutes if you had just that time. And here's what to take if you had 15 minutes. And here's what you take if you had 30 minutes and if you have an hour. And what was interesting to me about this list is like the the less time you had, the more things were underneath each section. So it was a little cuckoo-cachoo for me, but Mm -hmm. let's review. Okay. So let me just ask you, if you had three to five minutes, what would you take? Definitely taking passport or and yeah. or driver's license. Yeah. Right. Um, um, I would probably, I already have like, a, whenever there's like a hurricane stuff, I always set up a to-go bag. So it's like a couple of days worth of clothes and... Oh, like yeah. maybe you a small a towel yeah. and, oh, that's and, awesome. yeah. and like a first aid. I'm taking thing. my pills. Yeah, all your, oh, your medication. <laughs> medication. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I'll take some water. Yeah, you always need water. Toilet paper after yeah. 2020. I always take some toilet paper. Right. Um, <laughs> um, the money issue, I don't have cash. Yeah. I know cash is supposed to be I know supposed you're supposed to, to keep cash. some yeah. cash. Yeah. But right now, all I have is a big bottle of coins. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I carry my you credit card coins in the- You need to convert that into bills, girl. I mean, I have money that I've withdrawn and just, I have it in my wallet in case mm-hmm. of emergency. But like you guys, like I don't. Yeah, I don't cash. have anything. Yeah. 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 So right. either, and I know they're like the bank. The bank cards or ATM machines might not work, but I think you still take the card just in case. Yeah, you take both. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, I really like your go bag idea. I mean, I have one mm-hmm. in my car. Mm-hmm. So I Which guess I could. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's already, but I don't mm-hmm. have clothes. Yeah. Like I have, have medicine like, and chargers and. I mean, that's still good though. That's still good. And, yeah. yeah. You have makeup. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's coming out. It's all no clothes, out. but you got to makeup. <laughs> I'm gonna look good. Damn it! That's right. I'm gonna look good, but I will not be clean. <laughs> Just kidding. So here's what they have. So okay. if you have three to five minutes, and remember, this is evacuation, grab and go. Right. That first thing is a wallet or purse. Mm-hmm. To a car, house, or RV keys. Like the house is really puzzling to me. You can't take it with you. I guess you okay. have the keys so I you get, can lock up before you're locking you it up before you go. Although Maybe. in a in an emergency, people will just break your windows. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't know, right? matter. You can try locking it if it makes <laughs> okay. you feel better. But precious seconds are lost when you do that. Right. Um, cell phone and chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
medical devices like a cane, CPAP, oxygen, if you have that stuff. Mm-hmm. Your glasses. Mm-hmm. I'll be wearing them, but sure. L- right. <laughs> Laptop and charger. External hard drive. Nowadays, I, the, the thing is, nowadays, if you have a phone, <laughs> right. you, you can, can do probably everything. do without the laptop. Right. You can do most things on your most, phone. Most, I think. I think. In, in an emergency. I don't know that emergency. I want to. Right. In yeah. an emergency, I'm not sure I'm You're lugging writing, around I mean, my laptop. Right. The difference between my laptop and my phone right now is that my laptop has Word. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I can so, get, I can get Papa every, John's. I can get five guys. <laughs> I like the way you think. Oh my God. But even like, like I had one year where my laptop was messed up for a long time. I used my phone for most things. I was right. able to get almost everything done I needed. Um, See, yeah. 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 Like emails with phone. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking of weight. Yeah. It's like, how much can yeah. I, if I'm on the run, if, if you have a can tablet, I, do that? I guess that'd be a good yeah. in between. Yeah. If you didn't want to carry a laptop. Like an or iPad. A yeah. Tablet. Yeah. An iPad or something. Yeah. Something yeah. lighter. I like that. And then they also say an emergency folder, which should have your passport, birth certificates, proof of residency, insurance cards, utility bill, and your name with the address. Yeah. I already okay. have a folder like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to put everything together because they're scattered. So yeah. I'm getting a little anxious. The next thing <laughs> they say is bring shoes and a jacket. Well, you'll be wearing your shoes, right? Yeah. Maybe an extra pair if it's, if may, like, I guess if you're thinking of a hurricane, it's going to be wet. I mean, so I'm going to take, pair. I'm going to take, a right. like, if I had a pair of boots, I would take, I would put the boots on yeah. and go without, without taking anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're oh, you wear yeah. the boots. Yeah, that's I'd a good wear idea. wear the boots. It's not, Yeah. I was going to make a joke, but it's probably an improper. Like, you know, you're not going to go out <laughs> dancing and you're not going to need your good shoes. Like, okay. No, not funny. That's what I thought. 32-hour <laughs> pack, which is, um, and they give a website, www.ready.gov slash build hyphen a hyphen kit. So that's probably like the go bag type situation that Gabby was talking about. Oh, don't forget to take your pets. Mm-hmm. And uh, your pet's 72-hour pack, which you can also <laughs> build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then also, a Go Binder, which you could also yeah. build. I would also say, um, at least for people who are menstruate, make sure you oh take menstruation. Uh, what are they? I don't know what you called. Stuff. Pads, <laughs> yeah. tampons, tampons like all mm-hmm. those. Diva cup, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you, you use. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you take those things. Hopefully, that's, that's something the, people think about. Yeah, but, but I have that in my to go bag. I have uh, like in my head. I'm like, if I if I'm bleeding for a week for whatever reason, right? Well, mm-hmm. and the thing is, those same products can be used if there's any injuries. Yeah, exactly. You can use As a, a pad if, can, if yeah, someone you can is bleeding. Use the pads um, for yeah. uh, any injuries. Oh my gosh! If you have 15 minutes. Maybe they mean everything on the three to five and this in addition. And then additional. Okay. Okay. I'm going to think that that's what they meant. Okay. So if you have 15 minutes, they say photo containers, several changes of clothes, family photos, filled water bottles, sleeping bags and pads, and a first aid kit. 
And I think the water should be in the three to five minute. <laughs> yeah. Three to five in the first aid kit. Um, and the first aid kit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sleeping bags, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, don't have any, but. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're supposed to. I don't yeah. have sleeping bags. If you're supposed to be roughing it somewhere, you can pull out a sleeping bag. Yeah. You can sleep. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have any. <laughs> I, the kids had sleeping bags. In but the back of the day. Yeah, I, I gave those to Goodwill or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't have them anymore. And I wouldn't have been able to fit in them anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> so Finding Nemo is not your color, right? right? It's not your, so I guess not your jam. <laughs> I would be taking like a comforter. Uh, um, yeah. One of the thick comforters. But your sleeping bags are technically waterproof but they're plastic mm. and stuff like you can get oh. waterproof but I'm, I'm taking what I have I don't have it. so well, I'm gonna go buy I have to go buy a sleeping bag <laughs> yeah, okay well, sleeping Gabby <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming <laughs> don't get mad Michelle if you get a sleeping plan, bag <laughs> right plan for the apocalypse <laughs> well the next set is if you have 30 minutes so they recommend mm-hmm. taking journals coolers with snacks a battery or crank-powered radio and extra batteries. I think that should go under the three to five minute. Yeah, you should always take right? yeah. um, the battery a radio. thing. Yeah. Oh, sanitation kit. And it also well, that, has was a in the first, that was in I, the I first. That was in the first group, right? <laughs> uh, flashlight and a tent. I think the flashlight yeah. should go in. Flashlight three to five isn't. Minute. Yeah, the tent is like. Huh. I'm like. Hopefully you can rough it in the car, right? Wherever you go. And well, it depends. I guess it depends on. Uh, I, I guess I don't, yeah. I'm like, what are you? Where am I going? You I see, guess that's the that's thing. Like, my right, my imagination I, isn't quite. You know, I'm right. I'm thinking of like if you know emergency situation and they take you to like maybe a like a like a town center sort of place where they put everyone in a community center gym. You know, oh. I'm thinking of that, which I'm like, right. okay, you won't need a tent. They're probably yeah. have a building around you. It's just, yeah. right. just moving to a central location. But not, I'm not thinking that like I, I'm, I'm running on my own <laughs> right. yeah, into the woods. Into the woods. Plus, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a camper. So I'm creeped out by the whole tent, sleeping yeah, outside in a tent anyway. Um, right. Hence, no tents and sleeping bags in my house. Um <laughs> <laughs> But if you're looking, if if you're if you're thinking about the tragic thing with the wildfires, um, mm. if the car, if I can get away with by car, I'm pretty much going to stick with my car. car. Yeah, true. Um, out of security, um, and if I need to do drive quickly, right? Um, I'm already in the car. Yeah. Right. So. Um, and then for people who like get caught on roads, like you hear stories, also tragic stories yeah. of people driving through like a Colorado road or something yeah. and they get stuck in the, in the snow, it's still better to stay in the car. Yeah. Than, it's always better to stay in the car. Then right. to head on about. out there. Yeah. At least it's a layer of protection, right? For the moment. Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> And last but not least, if you have an hour, also bring an air mattress, which is heavy. I don't that's know if heavy. that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm. A camp stove. I know you're cringing, Michelle. A camp <laughs> I <would> stove. Do, <laughs> I mean, I would do the sleeping bags before I would do the mattress. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. A shovel. <laughs> you're going to dig some graves? What's up? I was going to say, shovel? that's what I'm... <laughs> it's for digging like, a, a poop hole. That's oh. what, like... Yeah, it's for digging oh. those. 
I my, that's like a dark path for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal a little bit, pretend you didn't say anything. Okay. All right, and then last but not least, a fire extinguisher, which I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a mini could, one. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to put your little campfire out, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> I don't Again, know. I don't well, camp. That's, that's like if you have, like, maybe if you your car set on fire a little bit and you have to stop and, like, rush out. or Something's wrong, oh, uh, I think, in that. With, I yeah. But you can get mini ones. There's, like, mini. Well, the big like, thing now is to get the, the blanket. They're pushing getting the fire blanket. A fire um, blanket yeah. to put yeah. stuff out. Okay. And, and you can cover yourself with the blanket. If as a, on as fire. A, to yeah. drive, a protective, to, like, yeah, yeah, to run through are, or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, Christmas is so. coming, everybody. Whoever's <laughs> <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> I'm going to go to camping class 101. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be ready. <laughs> okay. Well, the go bag situation <clears throat> that, that Gabby recommended is awesome. Like if you could just mm-hmm. prep yeah. things. Mm-hmm. To she's always go. she's the only one in the house that is ready. Oh, yeah, wow. she has her bags at the door, and we're just walking <laughs> yeah. past it, her, looking. It, at if, her. if there's a hurricane, I'm like ready to go. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, well, she she is our weather girl. Yeah, yeah. Like in my family, like my brother's the best prepared, so I think mm-hmm. we would all head down to Maryland. Just <laughs> down with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of us are like. Eh. <laughs> right. I'm like, we'll all have to make trades with Gabby for her chocolates exactly. or something because we didn't pack any food. Oh, no. <laughs> and on that note, that was Yeah, so on that note. <laughs> okay. Good so, luck to us all. I know. <laughs> so what do we say, Julia? Stay prickly. All right. See you all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya.